All right, hey guys, this is your host Paul here with you with the Just Spitballing podcast, uh, coming at you live from Flint, Michigan. I'm just uh, ready to rock with you guys. We have uh, a little different episode than what we're used to today. Uh, we got me and George on the mic with you today, and where it's going to be similar to the preview, where we we still have topics of discussion for you, but uh, we're gonna it's going to be more intimate since there's fewer of us. So I hope you enjoy the convo. So George, go ahead, holler at the group. What's going on, y'all? This is George Watkins coming at you from New York. Like my good friend Paul here said, you're stuck with us two today. So if your favorite was Craig on this podcast, don't expect him to pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no. Yeah, so, uh, Paul, what manga anime have you been watching lately? Man, uh, to be honest with you, lately I've been really getting into this show called uh, Assassin's Classroom. Assassination Classroom. I'm sorry. I... You're just now getting yes, into that? dude. I'm, I'm late to the game. I'm late to the game. Craig and other people have told me for years to get into it. And I just picked oh. up the anime maybe like a week ago. How far into the episode? How far into it I'm are in you? I'm in season two, episode three, I believe right now. Don't fall in love with Koro Sensei, Paul. <laughs> it's too late. Don't do it's it. It's too late. Oh god, I'm fucked. Uh, yeah, yeah, you kind of are. To for to not spoil anything uh, too much, I'm just gonna give a brief overview of Assassination Classroom for you listeners that don't know about it. So pretty much the setting you have is a high school, and uh, it's a high school in Japan. And in this school, there's a particular class of E class. They're called E class. They're called E-Class because that's like the end of the road pretty much, basically. Like, they go to a school where they prioritize academics and overall talent above anything else. And if you're seen as a failure uh, based on grades and everything, you're put in this classroom. So, But it's not even like they're straight up failures. It's just they're a failure to the school standards. Like, this is an extremely high-class school. Like, they shoot for nothing but perfection, and anybody that doesn't fit that model is on the wayside, even though, like, they're perfectly fine individually, you know what I mean? I mean, for anime standards yeah. and, and kids, they're all weird, yeah. but in their own little special way. So the assassination part, okay, okay, keep in mind, this is a regular classroom setting, like regular school, classes and everything, right? The assassination part comes from their uh, teacher, who destroyed part of the moon and so they have been tasked with trying to assassinate their teacher within the year before they graduate otherwise he's going to destroy planet earth and that's the gist pretty much yeah <laughs> uh, I, I i don't want to give away too much about this one right i don't even want to give away like what the teacher is like because honestly if you watch or read it you will fall in love with all of the characters yeah. in the show. Like, okay, maybe Bro, not all of right. them. That's an exaggeration. I just, I just really love that there's a character called Miss Bitch. Like, that's her name. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Like, I'm not making stuff up. Like, legit, her character name is Miss Bitch. And I just find that, like, funny as hell. Uh, obviously, it's not her real name. It's the nickname the class gave her. But it is, it, it fits, honestly. But yeah, no. I highly recommend it. I've finished it. I might honestly go back and watch it again now that you mentioned it because, oh my God, 
Okay, now I'm excited. I'm excited now that you've told me that um that uh Koro Sensei's character switches up because like I've been all for him. I'm like, damn, do I really want the kids too? But uh, yeah, so that I'm looking forward. To I will that. say I will say no more. You're listening to this. Heed my words now. Go watch or read Assassination Classroom. As for me, yeah, I, yeah, uh, so, yeah. I was just, I was just about to ask you, you. So yeah, go I read your I read your mind through the phone, Paul. <laughs> I, I, I I'm here with you. you we already. Know. I haven't. I haven't really been reading any manga or watching any new anime as of late. Uh, I've been going back looking over some old comic books, though. Okay. Like, because for some reason, I've just been interested with what happened, like, post-Civil War, right? Like, I I followed Civil War storyline up until Captain America surrendered uh-huh. when I was younger. And before and after that, I just stopped. But then I kind of recently was wondering, huh, I wonder what happened after uh civil war because i heard he died and then a whole new captain america stepped in yeah isn't that is that the transition between rogers and bucky or no you know that that's definitely transition between rogers and bucky but i'm kind of going like even beyond that i'm going into the whole how i'm guessing going like past after norman osborne took over and everything fell apart yeah like, after uh, his failure to take over Asgard and everything like that, I'm reading past that, because obviously Captain America, Steve Rogers, came back to life. It's mm-hmm. comic books. No one ever stays dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Except for Wolverine. So far, that one's stuck. Uh, nope, he's back. Oh, he's back? They brought him back? Yeah. They brought him back. What the hell? They don't They don't stick to nothing. <laughs> Death is a revolving door <laughs> in comics, fam. <laughs> like, if you're like, popular enough, they will bring you back. <laughs> If you're popular enough, which is why, for the love of God, I can never be put in a comic book setting. I'm not, especially in high school, I wasn't popular enough. <laughs> I died, I would have stayed dead. Stayed dead. But, no, I've been uh, reading some old stuff, reading some new. Uh, apparently, there's, I'm reading Daredevil, uh, and they started a new story arc for him, and apparently, he's going to die soon. Well, damn. It's literally titled The Death of Daredevil. And it's Matt Murdock's story? It is Matt Murdock's story. That's interesting. There's never really been another Daredevil, has there? I don't think so. But to be honest with you, I'm not real hip. I'm like, I'm not real into his storyline. I do love the Netflix series, but like, I've never really, I've never read a Daredevil comic book. Like, I mean, I've watched the movies. I've seen, a, I see, I've seen his little cameos and other stuff, but like never read just his material. Yeah, no, but he's an interesting character, even like outside of this uh, series and everything. But I, no, give it a give it a look. Just honestly, read Shadowland. That's one of his like most interesting ones. And yeah, just go from there. So, okay. let's get to the real reason why we're here. Um, the meat of the conversation, the, as one would say. Exactly, and it's a big, pretty, juicy piece of meat. But just so you guys know, we're going to split it up into two sections because portioning is always important. So what we're gonna... You can't digest that much meat, fam. It, it's bad for you. It's just bad. So we're going to break it up in sections. Today on this episode, we're going to do uh, a two-parter for you. Uh, the first topic, um, George, well, why don't you go ahead and lead us into it? I Thank you very much. So as y'all know... Uh, Daredevil season three came out, and so far I'm watching it. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. But that's not what the topic's about. We're talking about the other end of the spectrum of the Marvel Netflix shows. Iron Fist has been canceled. <laughs> yeah. 
surprise, surprise. Maybe. Is it though? <laughs> Is it really? Uh, yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Let's start from season one. Paul, what are your thoughts on season one? Man, so to be honest with you, coming into the story, um, I love Jessica Jones. Thought they did a really good job with Jessica Jones. Luke Cage came out. They did a a good job with Luke Cage. Uh, there, I had some job. Then Iron Fist, a character I'm not really that familiar with. I know he, I, at the time, I knew he was in the Defenders. I knew he was uh, a martial artist, but other than that, not much other info other than like, you know, little cameos he had. So I was in, like, truly, I, when the first season dropped, I was interested. I was like, I don't know, like, I hope they do him right. I hope I learn about a new dope character. What I'll say is, I don't think the acting, uh, I don't know what it was, but I, I I watched it, and I kept watching it, and then I forced myself to watch it, and then it got to the point where I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you decided to stop trying to take that pill? Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, with me, uh, like you, I didn't know that much about Iron Fist, right? Like, I... I read a little bit of, I read some of his stories and like some for some general knowledge I usually would go on YouTube and follow some uh, YouTubers on there that do comic stuff like uh, Comic Storian Comics Explained Variant Comics all good channels and they had a, a Variant Comics had a, a history of Iron Fist where they go over his origin powers and everything like that uh-huh. some of his villains and some of his storylines and I was really intrigued. I was interested. I was ready to see Iron Fist in action. Yeah. And this is me talking as uh, someone pre-season who's like... Pre-season one. Before, uh, po- uh, pre-season one watcher. Pre-season one watcher. <laughs> like, learn, after, like, seeing him, like, you in Defenders and some other comics and everything, seeing what his personality was, right, was like, then watching Iron Fist... Man, what a letdown. Right? And- like, no... In, in the comics and everything, for one, he's not that brooding. I I swear he was borderline Peter Parker slash Batman. He was he complained a lot. Yeah, I think, and I don't think his care like I like his comic book character more than I like the series. And so what I think the issue is, I think it's just the acting. Nothing against the actors, like I think actors and actresses, but I just think some of the parts in it like the relationship between Danny and uh the instructor like that just came Colleen. out of nowhere I won't say it came out of nowhere I that's one of the like relationships in the show I actually enjoyed I thought I thought I thought it was very fast and very forced like I understood the attraction and I knew it was gonna happen of course it was gonna happen well, but I mean, yeah it's kind they, of like just written all over yeah, it, but I, just the transition from them not knowing each other to them being a thing, I just didn't think it was believable. You know what I'm saying? And so, when you, in my opinion, when you mess up the love interest, that love interest is what's supposed to get everybody. That's supposed to be the common ground between most storylines is the love interest. You know what I'm saying? Oh, false a lover. Yeah, you know, a romantic <laughs> at heart, man. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> For me, honestly, what really killed it was the antagonist of it all, right? You got Meacham. uh, I'm so mad. I forgot his name. Uh, 
um, the father of Ward and Joy. I don't know yeah, his first name. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I'll, I'll think of it. But yeah, go ahead. But yeah, no, with this, I was just kind of let down because an antagonist is supposed to present a challenge to the hero of the story and everything like that, right? Like, look at Wilson Fisk with Daredevil. Look at, to some extent, uh, Diamondback and Luke Cage and Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. They all presented like something interesting to challenge them, right? Yeah. There was no challenge here. He was, it was mostly, the, the threat mostly came from the hand. And even then, the hand wasn't that threatening to me. Right. Like nothing. I mean, we've been dealing with the hand since Jessica Jones at this point. Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil, you're right. They did show up first in Daredevil. You're right, you're right. You're yeah. Right. But no, but I'm just like, I don't know if it was the writing for me. I don't know if it was the story. It just, none of it was really like that compelling. Like right. whatsoever. And even the choreography and the fight scenes and everything were spectacular and you would think a guy whose whole thing is he's an expert martial artist would one win a good majority of his fights without difficulty this is and to actually have like some spectacular type moves and everything and even the effects of the iron fist look kind of lazy like uh... but you know what i mean though right yeah. Oh, it, it, Harold, Harold, Harold. It was on the. I, it, it was Harold Meacham. Harold Meacham. You but, looked it um, up. But uh, yeah, I I know I know what you're talking about. Like the it, it, it flip flop. He wasn't. He was like the protagonist. But to be honest with you, I have a confession. I I stopped. Like at, at season eight, at, at at episode eight of that uh, series, I just stopped because I just couldn't deal with the acting anymore. And also. I just feel like it's hard to late, relate to Danny's problems because he's just a, he's a rich boy. All his problems in the series he solves, he's like, oh, I'll buy this. Oh, um, you 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 were having trouble with your dojo's rent. Oh, I just bought your dojo's building out. Like I can't relate to that. Like I mean, it's whole it's time. I mean, there's other and, characters like Batman, you know, you, you who are rich and stuff, and Tony Stark who you can't relate to. But like, it's just. Yeah, I just the storyline, how they did things, and just the acting just didn't it didn't sell it. It didn't sell it. Yeah. So I'm and I'm guessing honestly that it was this cancellation is a large part of season one, and then apparently even like to Rotten Tomatoes season two even wasn't that great. Like I enjoy season two. I thought it was better than season one, but that's not saying much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you already set the bar so low. <laughs> yeah, but I I, I agree like, with you. Up until the last episode, the last episode, I was just so confused, and in the and so many people like I, I don't know. Do you read the comics? Because I I don't read. Like I said, I don't read the comics. But there were so many people with the Iron Fist power by the end of the last episode. I'm just like, what is this? Is this all for one? Like, are we just passing powers? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Look, at one point, all I know was, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched Iron Fist, but if you haven't, I'm pretty sure you're not going to. Uh, At one point, we had Danny not having the Iron Fist anymore to the point where we have Danny with not only two Iron Fists, but Iron Fist guns. Iron Fist guns. How, like, in the same... I, I, like, that was wild! 
I'm like, how? That, that came out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't understand. Maybe that's a, a comic book storyline that I'm just not familiar with or whatever. But yeah, he went from having no fists to giving the fist power to his girlfriend to then her having it and him now having dual pistols. Like, what? he's running around a Kimbo in the forest shooting people. That's my, that's the, that's the <laughs> image in my head now. He's just on a Call of Duty map, a Kimbo in it, you know, just sniping people. That's the image I have now from that episode. Yeah. But disregard just the ending and everything, the middle of it was actually uh, pretty good. It was pretty good to me, right? Because this season two had something season one didn't an interesting and compelling antagonist you're gonna hear me talking about like antagonists a lot because for one the acting was spectacular the the way they uh, developed the character and the way they showed like his point of view it was real it was rough it was raw like there was a scene involving uh, Davos when he was talking to his mother that was one of the more powerful scenes to me in that entire in that entire season, right? Because it really spoke about it, his character and his motivation for really trying to achieve the Iron Fist. It was it was literally his birthright. Like honestly, it it's kind of bad, it's kind of a bad thing to say yeah. that a white guy just came out of nowhere and took it. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I, 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 I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, and even the dilemma with uh, Colleen and Misty Knight uh, in this entire series, hey, Misty, in this entire season. M- Misty is a badass with that arm now. Oh yeah, like I was so hurt when she lost her arm, but now that she has the metal one, dude, she's she's a badass. I mean, if if you read comics, you saw that coming from a mile away. But hey, that's true. But. So with but Iron shout Fist out, I also want to shout out that actress because she's uh, a Detroit native, born and bred. So hey, it's lit. But now, in regards to Iron Fist being canceled, I'm curious as what the fu- the future holds for him because by himself, his show and everything, not the greatest to watch. But when he's interacting with the other Marvel Netflix heroes, it's actually his acting got better. The relationships were entertaining to watch and interesting. And I definitely want to see more of Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like, I want them to do a Heroes for Hire se- series. Yeah. Like, that could be a thing. But we don't know what the future holds. We already know that Iron Fist got canceled. <sighs> Someone get Mr. Krabs to play the saddest song on the world's smallest violin. <laughs> moment of silence. Okay, moment over. Moving on! Uh... <laughs> Hey Paul, I got a question. I got another question. Yeah, though. go ahead. So, you like fire? Right? I do. I do. I, I I'd even classify myself as pyro. Lame. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So we're. I, I'm curious about who would you think would win between these two fire-based characters and everything like that, okay, right? Okay. So I got not. Up. Su- I like it. I like it. If you got Natsu Dragneel from Fairy Tail. All right versus Shoto Todoroki from My Hero Academia. I love Shoto. Shouts out to Shoto first off. Natsu, 
Nasu is a favorite too. I love Fairy Tale. The series was phenomenal. It's like if uh, if anybody's looking to get into a series that's like complete, like you can read it from beginning to end. Fairy Tale is one of those series you can do. Um, the the manga line is uh, all the way through, and it's it's a good ride. I, I enjoyed reading it all the way through. Um, and My Hero Academia, like the if if anybody if you haven't heard about My Hero Academia, you're either completely out of touch with anybody related to comic books or anime, or you're lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no other way to yeah, say yeah, it. Exactly. But uh, you want to give a little brief description on our two on our two combatants. So, in the uh, not so dragon now, in the uh, in the world of fairy tale, is a is a land of magic and mages, and Natsu is a, a very young boy who has a very interesting and old and rare magic, which is called dragon slaying magic. And throughout the series, you see there's only a handful of characters that have this, and it's very powerful because, as the name implies, it's to kill dragons. Because in this world, dragons are a thing, and uh, so you know it's nothing to snuff at. And uh, but on our other hand, we have Todoroki, who's not only a fi- a, a fire wielder like Natsu, but he's an ice wielder as well because. In his storyline, his father is the number two hero slash number one hero, depending on where you are in the story. Sorry, little spoiler. You'll you'll get there. But um, <laughs> and, but his father purposely in, in their world they have quarks, and quarks are these genetic mod uh, genetic mutations that can be passed on to your kids and combined with other people's. So when you're having kids. Their quirk be, is a, a is a is a summation of their parents. It's not usually, not always, but usually. So his mother was an ice user, and so he can operate both. And you, and so not only does uh, he have fire to play with, but he can also chill him out with ice. So it's a it's an interesting matchup for sure. He's hot and cold at the same damn time. <laughs> and, uh, what's interesting about Todoroki, everything like trying to just. A little bit more of a spoiler thing for a little bit of the first uh, uh, first half of the run of My Hero Academia. It's not over. It's not complete yet, so you can get into it relatively easily. But he re- kind of refused to use his father's fire side. It actually took the help of the protagonist from My Hero to have him break it out to get over a trauma at, to begin the process of getting over a trauma. But we're not here to talk about story per se. We're here to talk about who you think who you, who do you think will win in this fight? Um to be honest with you I'm gonna have to go with Todoroki. Really? Yes, yes. And I I let me let me hear it. No, let me hear no, the reason why. I I go with Todoroki because while I acknowledge that um, Natsu has faced very strong ice uh, magic casters in his uh, in his storyline. Gray, for example, his rival, very strong magic user. I mean, ice ice making magic user. So it's nothing to snuff at, but to have to deal with both of those at the same time and how proficient Todoroki is at it, 
Um, he's st- he, I mean, that's the it, thing, though. He's that's the thing, Paul. He's not able to use them both at the same time he, yet. He, he can. At at the end of season three, we see that uh, when he's in the provisional exam, we see his performance is great. Like he um, he he admits <laughs> that there's downfalls and that he, he there's uh, he there's slower movement when he uses it. But I think the combin the sheer amount of ice that he's using and how he can switch up depending on his situation and block Natsu's fire with his ice is a big game changer. Here's the thing, though. You're talking about uh, the time he used them both at the same time. When I'm guessing you mean when he was going up against Gang Orca? Yeah, uh, I do I do recognize that he was immobile, and that's what he mentioned, too. That's, that's the downfall right now is he can't use both and not be moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, with that, that's just a big drawback because you don't want to not be moving against Natsu. Because first off, here's why I don't think Todoroki is going to win. I, I'm siding with Natsu on this one. Mm-hmm. I legit am. For one, as a property of dragon slaying magic is that the user can consume the element that they have control over. That's true. So that's true. I, I Natsu forgot. is a fire dragon. Fire, dra- <clears throat> fire dragon slayer. Mm-hmm. Half of Todoroki's powers are a meal for Natsu, and this man never gets full. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is, I feel as if Natsu's uh, combat abilities are just a tad bit higher than Todoroki's. Because let's not forget, Todoroki is still in school, right? He's still learning how to control his powers yeah. per se. Yeah, this is it. this is true. Yeah, and like while Natsu, like you said, he's young, but he has a little bit more battle experience than Todoroki really does. And like even the battles that Todoroki's had against uh, opponents like above his level, he hasn't been able to win unless he's had backup, which is unfortunate because he's a cool ass character. He's actually uh, one of the better combatants and everything in Class One A in My Hero Academia, but. Yeah, no, not. I feel like Natsu has it because here's the thing, I the little bit, the little chance that Todoroki has to beat Natsu is if he manages to power up and everything. Because again, the series is still going on. Mm-hmm. It it's possible, but you've read Fairy Tale all the way to the end. You know what Natsu really is. You've seen the level of destruction okay. and power he's capable so, of. And... We're, so, we're, so we're not talking base level characters. We're talking to their full power-ups as we know. I'm talking uh, I'm talking current. I'm talking current abilities and everything like that. Current, At least yeah, for yeah. me. So you're, you're talking Natsu at the end of Fairy Tale as, and we're talking uh, Todoroki uh, at the end of Season 3. Is it? Or the, is the yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. With, with those in mind, I can, I, I can see your argument more um, but I agree that the, it's all in the potential of where Todoroki's character goes down the road. Because yeah, once he's able, once he gets that experience, once he gets that battle experience, and I, I read the manga, so I, I see where the where the story is going, and I've seen a little more from him than if you're just watching the the anime. But he's he, dude, he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a problem. He, I mean he. <clears throat> he's definitely going to be better than his father, and his father's the number one hero. So that that just tells oh you, yeah, that just no, tells no you question. where 
where he's going to be at, you know, towards the end of it. Oh, yeah, no question. Like, it, he's overdue for a growth spurt, a power-up sometime soon. I can see it happening. But, and here's the caveat with that. What's messed up is Fairytale has another season coming, has another series out. It's a continuation from where, like, where they ended off. Mm. It's called Fairy Tales: A Hundred Year Quest. It's featuring the main cast, meaning Natsu also has more time to grow and develop his power. <laughs> like, and what? Man. And what's the storyline of the, the the thousand year? The hundred year? Yeah, the hundred year. My bad. So the storyline for the hundred year quest. If you read Fairy Tale, there's a little bit of a, a explanation to it. That it's a as it sounds. It's a hundred-year quest assigned, uh, given to major guilds, uh, wizard guilds in the fairy tale world. Uh, that's the way mages and everything gets money. That's their job. They go out and complete these quests and help other villages and everything like that. So the hundred-year quest is for S-ranked wizards only. So Natsu and his friends couldn't uh, do it for the longest time because fairy tale only had like three maybe four uh, S-class wizards. But by Wait, the- I thought the, I thought the, the 10, the 10 uh, great, great wizards were all S-ranked. They are, but they're not part of fairy tale. And- oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking, yeah, just the guild themselves. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And like, they had one member try to do it, but even, and he's the strongest member in fairy tale, and even he couldn't complete it. It's a hundred year quest. Like, it's meant to last the entire hundred years, potentially. So, what? the new series is like it's a continuation of the older one and it's not doing his friends going out on this hundred year quest and i'm not spoiling a whole lot but they're gonna be coming up against more dragons <laughs> and apparently they're stronger than the last villain that they had in fairy tale not spoiling anything else even though i feel like i've said that so many times already <clears throat> but yeah you're talking no. the yeah you're talking you, you, so you're, you're saying the king stronger than the king stronger than the king fam well that's that's wild that's that, wild that's a that's a lot to chew so i'm excited i'm excited i definitely have to read and uh we'll, we'll definitely have to discuss it again in length when uh when uh us and the group get uh caught up oh yeah no most definitely like it's only t- so if you re- if you finish reading fairy tale you can go right into that if you finish reading fairy tale and then go right into that also fairy tales uh anime season three is out it's the last one i'm already loving the animation and the artwork and uh, it's always good seeing natu in action <laughs> honestly he's one of my favorite characters yeah so i might have had a little bit of a bias with this whole you know, i mean here. but you you did i, I, I definitely overlook i did forget about his uh his fire eating and that that is a whole nother game changer, and I I can see that you, that uh, Natsu would take it would take it now, but the the only only the future would tell us where uh, where their fight will be later. Yeah, we might come back and discuss this. We might ask Craig and Eric's opinion on it. Uh, but if you're listening, who do you think will win in the fight between Natsu and uh, Shoto Todoroki? Let us know in the let us know, and we want to hear what you have to think. Uh. Shoot us an email, hit us up on Facebook, even uh, DM us or uh, comment on something on Twitter. 
I mean on Instagram, I'm sorry. Um, you know, let us know your thoughts and opinions. We, we'd love to hear from you, you know, as much as we love hearing ourselves talk. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but um, we'd, uh, we'd love to hear from you, too. So, you know, please let us know what you uh, guys think. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Craig and Eric are ba- joining back up with us next week. If not, well, hey, we might be a time to bring in a guest. Uh, so only the future can, will will tell. So, yeah, that's all I have to really say yeah. about tonight. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, this is Paul. Um, as always, I love you know talking with you guys and just sharing my thoughts and opinions on things. It's it's honestly, I'm a, I'm grateful to have this platform to talk to you guys and talk and just you know have a good time with my friends doing uh, talking about things that I love. So um, follow if you guys want to uh, childishly uh, childishly logical by chance and on Instagram uh, lop l u a p the Flintstone. So, uh, yeah, hit me up on there, guys, uh, and go ahead. Yeah, uh, and, you know, me, I'm also a fan of uh, talking and discussing various uh, pop culture stuff when it comes to comics, anime, and manga. I'm also a amateur kickboxer. I take I take martial arts uh, with Tiger Shulman. I take it very seriously. I actually have my third fight coming up next weekend. Uh... So yeah, if you want to see the results of that, if you want to follow me and actually support this hashtag movement, I'm trying to start uh, hashtag trying to be a superhero. That's, tr- that's trying without a G, because I believe at the end of the day, anyone is possible of doing good, doing good and being great, being super. And I want to imprint that into the world. So you can either follow me on my Facebook, George Evan Watkins. That's my whole name. Or you can follow me on Instagram, George two underscores Evan. So, I hope to hear you got from you guys soon. Looking forward to next week. Uh, this is, I'm coming at you from New York. This was a good good night. Talk to you guys later. All right. Catch us next time, guys. Bye. Have a great night. Take Bye. care. All right. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Just Spitballing Podcast. The two guys had a very, very great conversation, but uh, I'm Craig, you know, if you didn't know, I wasn't on this episode due to, you know, some personal issues. I just want to let you guys know you can listen to the Just Spitballing Podcast on different platforms. There's Apple Podcasts, there's Spotify, there's Pocket Cast, there's Radio Public, and there's Anchor. You can listen to them on all those platforms. If you need links, make sure you hit us up. Because if you don't, you won't listen to it. Duh. (laughs) Just listen to it, guys. Enjoy it. Share it. If you don't like something we said, message us. We take criticism. But, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted, guys. Peace. Yeah.